Hello and welcome to Podcasting as Praxis. I'm David and I am here with Jamie. Alright. Alistair. Hello. And James. Barely. Yeah, barely. We, we started recording like nearly three hours later than we normally would for some reason. Look, right, I can't I can't help when I get a migraine and it knocks me out. And can I just say, I find it really funny, and the listeners will appreciate this, that my real job, when I like, I message them in barely comprehensible, like, typo stuff on my phone going, have migraine in bed, we're all like, oh, it's okay, just take care, like, don't worry, it'll all be alright. But the podcast, when I send the same message, waits around three years and then I get a phone call from Jamie going, where are you, mate? You meant to clock in? Like, I, I love that my podcasting job is more of a job than my actual job. Great way to be. I was I was actually in the middle of leaving you a voicemail, uh, a voice message saying, "Yeah, just don't fucking worry about it. It wasn't important when you rang me back." So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, when people take <laughs> you time played to yourself. Call you. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm just I'm just gonna say for the record, for the benefit of our editor and our listener, I'm going full. Well, there's your problem tonight, and I'm just gonna be sipping tea, and I'm gonna be ordering dinner while this episode is going on and collecting it because well, I am I am not here. I am like, I am Yeah, James, I just got to say, you brought this on yourself by answering a work call outside of work hours. <laughs> Which, you know, is a lesson that you should have learned on day one of having mm. any job ever. I, I suppose, the thing is, I didn't think it was a work call. It just showed up on my phone as Pod Jamie. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what I saved Jamie's number as, like, it must be years ago now. Um, first ever call I get. And I'm talking to Jamie, and Jamie's like, "Hi, how you doing, mate?" I'm like, "I'm, I'm doing. I'm here. I'm in a dark room. Um, I, I feel like I made a rubber." And then we're chatting away, and he's like, "Yeah, no, Alistair and David were just, you know, too millennial to pick up the phone to you." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and I just want to say, if it, it fits, it absolutely tracks because me and Jamie are older than you two, so of course we'd be the two who are comfortable with phone calls. It's apparently a generational thing. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm the baby of the show, apparently, which I true. only sort of realised the other day. Much Alistair baby, yes, great, <laughs> fantastic. Does that mean you're going to be the one that when we eventually, our appearances are known to the world, you're going to be the one on the posters with all well, like the I'm the one the without baby... the beard. Oh Very god, much. you are you are the baby face, Jesus. <laughs> I, well, I, I, fair, am, I am perhaps the world's most hairless man, but with the full head of hair. Fantastic. Just... Does Rob have a beard? Uh, no, do you want, do you want so. me to ring him? <laughs> yeah, 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 get Rob on the phone. We've got important questions to ask him. At like what, two AM in Switzerland or whatever, he's there and then it's just like an over the head. Yeah, well, yeah. just probably, th- just... probably Thursday already over there, you know what I mean? Maybe <laughs> yeah, half, halfway down an Alp or something. Well, I'm just, I'm just picturing he's in the haunted castle when the old phone does its kind of ring and the rotary kind of bell kind of rings and Rob rises from his crypt and moves to the phone and answers it and is like, you know, hello, in his best kind of Jordan Peterson <laughs> kind of accent. Oh, that's the cover you're going to use for that impression, was it? <laughs> a, dis- a, distinct- a distinctively Scottish Rob there. <laughs> oh, fuck. Right, well, well, we just got on with what we've got. Because um, yeah, fuck I've got it. Some, Let's do it. some news stories and then an article to get through. Um, and then obviously some comment or commentary at the end. Is it a good so, article? Yes, it's it's a well-written article that we'll all fully agree with. Yes, that's the point of this Shh, podcast. Shit. <laughs> um, right, okay. So first up, I want to talk about Nicola. 
Oh, David, did you drag me out of uh, a fully induced coma from the result of my fucking migraine to talk about Nicola Sturgeon? Did you no, do this to me? I did not do that to you, no. This is Nicola, right. the electric truck company. Oh, oh, right, okay. That's a pleasant surprise. Isn't it I thought just... you dragged me on for Scott Paul. Okay, no, 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 I would never do that to you. So, right, good. Um, the founder of Nicola Corp has been charged with lying to investors. So Trevor Milton um, is accused of mm-hmm. claiming that his company had successfully manufactured working prototypes of electric trucks and pickup trucks that would turn the industry on its head when he had, in fact, never built anything at all. I love it. Yep. I love everything it's not, about That's this. not entirely true. There were trucks. They just weren't working trucks. So, oh, were these the are these those trucks that like they you know electric trucks batteries presumably but no batteries and plugged it at the wall the whole time? Uh, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> hang on, did he do Potemkin Village Tesla? Is that what this is? Um, yeah, it's not far off that. Yeah, I mean, why do you think it's called Nicola with a key? <laughs> Oh, with a kid. Oh my god. Oh no. Can I just say, how yeah, te- sad do you. Tesla was fucking taken, unsurprisingly. How, how sad do you have to be to decide the person you're going to want to fake being in life is fucking Elon Musk? Holy shit. <laughs> well, Does I mean, Nikola I, Tesla the... have any middle names that anyone might be ripping off anytime soon? Because that seems like it might be a company to watch out for and avoid. Mm, yeah. Virgin. Yeah, d- d- <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it... slam dunk on Nikola Tesla out of nowhere. This is this is a very niche joke. I think only five listeners are going to get. But if you ever see White Dove Fucker Corp run like hell, okay. If you got that Tel- joke, write in. Yeah, Nicola uh, Nicola Tesla had a uh, he he had a love affair with a white dove. This is an actual true thing. You can look it up. I mean, you can look anything up, really. Well, I mean, there aren't photos or anything, so it's a safe. You can you know you don't need to worry about having safe search on when you make that search, but. Uh, true story. He was absolutely nuts, but toward the end. Why yeah. am I being anyone, redirected if anyone to deviant wants to send us, Anyone wants to send us fan art of Nikola Tesla's first sauna? That's like you know what I mean. <laughs> That'll be grand. We'll put that on a t-shirt. Uh, Nikola Tesla's first sauna is the uh, Tesla Trooper. I've read a lot. <laughs> um. So in the indictment, for, uh, federal prosecutors said Milton had for years overinflated the technical technological developments the company had achieved, claiming it had built working prototypes of its Nicola One truck and Badger pickup truck out of parts the company had fully manufactured on its own. <clears throat> Just wait till you see the Nicola Two. <laughs> prosecutors said so- that in fact the prototypes that had been unveiled didn't function and where Frankenstein monsters cobbled together... That's, that's wrong, it's Frankenstein's monsters um, that I've, I've picked up at an article that was obviously badly written. Um, cobbled together from parts from other vehicles. At public events, the vehicles were allegedly towed into position and were powered by plugs leading from <laughs> hidden oh, wall sockets. Oh, no, I remember this now. It wasn't It wasn't just that they were plugged in at the salt... Uh in at the wall it was also that they would strategically place them at the top of hills and allow them to slowly coast down <laughs> under gravity yes yes what? um yeah so they, they, they filed out a video um like a promotional film thing and um <laughs> tape was used to keep the doors of a truck from opening <laughs> and to make it appear that it was driving they towed it to the top of a hill and then rolled it to the bottom <laughs> How 
do you how the do you world's most a... expensive soapbox fucking derby? <laughs> <laughs> how do you manage to be a worse Elon Musk than Elon Musk? Like, how is that actually possible? Holy shit! Yeah, like he that, can achieve all this many... and make the money just from sitting fucking about in Twitter. Like, that's. I was going to say, how many emerald mines does this guy's family own? <laughs> that's it. That 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 is the missing difference. This is what Musk would be if he didn't start with all the you know chaos emeralds in his pocket. Mm, yeah. Well, either way, he's now out. Um, he was arrested and then he out on a hundred million dollar bond, and the the trial like... will go at some point. But Hi- yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute, so hang on, he had a hundred million dollars, that that completely disproves the I love that, emerald um, mine theory. I love that he got, like, arrested for lying to investors, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh no, you can fucking, you can just have a shit tech company that's an absolute fucking racket, and you can fuck around with, like, people's money as much as you want, but, like, if it's rich people's money, then fuck you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is kind of the long and the short of it. Um, so yeah, we'll see where that goes. I think Trash Fitch talked about this like, as well, uh, so like, they'll probably have more in-depth in this because this is one of those um, SPAC things that they talk about oh, that I don't God. understand in the slightest. So yeah, look forward to more from this probably at some yeah, point. Yeah, I feel like, it feels like um, they may have fallen at the first hurdle by actually trying to make something rather than selling carbon credits. <laughs> mm, yes. Um, right, okay, next thing I want to talk about, let's talk about Nicola. David. Tell me you, <laughs> you motherfucker. Doing Scott Paul motherfucker. Pulled a fucking oh, fast one. Now now the reason you waited rather than just recording is becoming crystal fucking clear. Yep. Can I just say the the extra salt in the wind by lulling me into a false sense of security at the start of this episode <laughs> with that other Nicola story. Just fucking evil genius here. Mm. Jesus Christ. We love to see it. Right, okay. Let's let's do it. Fine. Sure. So, I'm yeah. here. Nicola, Nicola, you need to comment on the Iron Brew Nougat or Nugget. Which is it? It's Nugget. Right, um, it's, it's nugget. actually not specifically Nicholas Sturgeon we're going to be talking about. I just thought that'd be a nice wheelie then. So, The Guardian today has an exclusive report that the terrible idea of a coalition between the SNP and Scottish Greens is almost fully agreed now. <laughs> Fucking Pandora's box will open when that agree gets signed, uh, deal gets signed, I guess. Mm. Am, I, am, I, am I still fucking unconscious no. with the no. migraine right now? Is this just... It's like, is the devil real and is he's taking the form of David? Because it's no, certainly... Listen, yeah, you we're just the island well. from Lost. <laughs> you know fine well that any nightmare you could possibly have is not going to be as bad as the reality in which you actually inhabit. Uh, yep. So, um, I, the, the article was... It was just a fucking straight news article. It was pretty basic on it and pretty poor in analysis. Um... But I thought there were some interesting points Poor to actually go in into. Guardian, say I know, it right? So. Fucking weird one, but never mind. I'm sure. I'm sure it was just an off day. Who, um, who wrote this article out of curiosity? I didn't take a note of their name because it was that fucking. <laughs> it's so far beneath me. I refuse to acknowledge the person who actually wrote it. Yes, zero credit to the Guardian for anything ever. Um, it's the deal's been presented as like an option. Not an option, but an ability to be like, strong in climate with the COP26 talks in Glasgow later on in the year. So the idea that the Greens will have oh, more fucking all their cops, shit. Yeah, more cops, yeah. It'll fucking it'll end up being that somehow. Um, I mean, it, it literally will, because yeah. we'll need to increase security, but sure, okay, go on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the article kind of puts forward that the coalition would make it harder for the Tories to deny another referendum. 
and that like Gove is like being this... softer in words about what would happen if they were to ask. But is this, this that is... super majority bullshit all over again? Yes, yeah. as, as people have actually finally bought into it. So yeah, Alex Salmond won the last election basically. <laughs> yeah, you just get you get past the, uh, the the Scottish elections and just go, oh, that, that Alex Salmond guy, what a crank. Yeah, but it's just on fucking... the other hand, mm, yeah. what if? Yeah, um, it's bullshit. Like patently, it doesn't change the amount of pro-independence MP- MSPs that are in the Scottish Parliament. It doesn't make any difference to that whatsoever. They managed to was it was it a majority last time that they put it through? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah like the SNP had a straight majority last time, wasn't it? Yeah, no, they did. Like this, the, the whole <clears> idea <throat> of supermajority is bullshit. Yep. And we went over this. I mean, you know, listeners, if you want to hear more, go back to our second episode on Scott Paul, and the editor can stick in the number it was here. Um, where yeah, we talk about this because <laughs> are you editing, Jamie? I don't know, but just yep. every time we every time we go on, oh, the editor will just do this here. The editor doesn't fucking do that. You know what I mean? Oh, well, the gauntlet the has been like, fucking thrown down. Whether editor. it's references to other episodes or like fucking photos for the YouTube video, just it just isn't happening. You know what no. I mean? Well, regardless, the whole reason for this, right, to get us back on topic, is that essentially nothing changed in the election just there. Nothing changed. Nothing nope. happened, really. Like, a few deck chairs were shuffled, but the actual powers at play I in mean, the Parliament are the same. I mean, electoralism, right? I yeah, mean. exactly, right? I mean, it's, it's working as intended for libs, essentially. Mm. Um, so, we now look at this and we're saying, right, can you just can I just get you to go over that again, David? Because I am working at, like, half speed today. They literally say that the whole reason for this coalition is to be better on climate for COP, right? Um, no, it's not so much that that's the whole reason for it, but that that would be a benefit of it somehow. Like, like fuck it would. Yeah, genuinely. it wouldn't make a difference. Well, how is it going to make it... Right, okay. Are they appointing, I don't know, Patrick Harvey to be the you know, head of treasury for Scotland, essentially? Whatever the name of that position is called again? Uh, information not found. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, Unless we've got control of the purse strings, then... You know, if there's any kind of agreement that leads to ministerial positions, which I suspect there might be because we, you know, got this big hard on for the whole New Zealand kind of model, which isn't very good, mm. then it's going to let you, you'll, okay, you'll get <laughs> the like New Zealand a, model where the Labour Party can't have an absolute majority. Excellent. Yes, right. <laughs> like, it's going to it's gonna end with you having a green in charge of climate and probably a, gle- a green in charge of education, as we said before, and maybe a third one if they're feeling they need to throw something to Lorna Slater, the other leader of the Scottish Greens. And they won't actually be able to do much. Mm. Like, they'll get a few bits and pieces done, but all that will do is make people think, oh, well, I guess the SNP are actually all right guys Hold then, on a second. Well, doing this good policy. On, won't the SNP, like, a, a huge swath of, like, at the SNP absolutely going to shit their pants because the Scottish Greens are much, much better on, on trans rights than the SNP are? Um, um, yes, to some degree, maybe not as much as they would have previously, because some of them did jump ship for Salmon's yeah, Turbo Turf Party. So that's true. I think I think basically, if you hadn't had Salmon's Turbo Turf Party, this might not be viable. <clears throat> no, but because that has happened, then I think it's totally viable, and mm-hmm. I think they'll go along with it. Basically, yeah. this isn't to say there's no turfs left in the SNP. Just <laughs> the that these are the ones that are smart enough to stay quiet. <laughs> um. It, they are, they, there are a couple of things in the, the article that are kind of interesting, but obviously, again, no real analysis is done on them. So, um, the Campbell oil field development is mm-hmm. something which has kind of been running 
for a little while and kind of stepping up as like this is a thing that could happen. It's not been approved yet. The oil field itself is estimated by Shell to produce 164 million barrels of oil, which is mm-hmm. the same in terms of emissions as running 16 coal power stations for an entire year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The yeah, the Greens have obviously like, opposed this previously. Like they're not in favour, obviously, but mm-hmm. in standard form, the SNP have said that they won't oppose it because they don't have the powers to do anything <laughs> about it. Not worth mm. opposing anything if you can't actually just yes. absolutely or like by fear rule against it. Well, uh, that's um, I, we all love that, a liberal, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> that, well, this is this is a mainstay of um, not not so much SNP policy, but SNP politics is that we can't do anything sorry unless oh like you know but only if only we're independent then we could do all of the things about this but we 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 won't because we can't we won't even say anything about it um i do love it's like we can't do anything about this and yeah what what do you mean we don't have the power to do independence you're right we don't have the power to do independence but we can campaign for it and we can make noise and we can what a contradiction no never right we can't do anything about the oil fields and we can do something about independence despite having statutory power over neither apparently yes like just horseshit absolute horseshit it's um james is is this this is this is this that ideology i keep hearing so much about yeah, it's it's a really big dose of schniff ideology. Yeah, the ideology specifically is that good things aren't possible flavour. Um, yeah. Now, the thing is, that attitude being accepted by the Greens does not bode well for them specifically in the aftermath of this. So, no, I don't think it. I don't think it does. If the Greens do not loudly, vocally, and with all due power oppose the opening of other oil fields, they're basically ideologically done, and they're gonna fall apart. Yeah, it's my just genuine like from the bottom of my heart. Oh, well, James, don't worry about that. There's other reasons they could be forced to fall apart. Apparently, <laughs> almost everything is agreed in the terms of spending, climate, conservation, transport, and local government. Mm-hmm. Now, local government seems very fucking innocuous, doesn't it? Local government in Scotland is not remotely innocuous whatsoever. No, it's really not. That is a massive fucking trap. So council tax has been frozen for how many years now? Like a many, 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 many. Yeah, more than I can remember. Anyway, the idea behind the freeze was that the SNP were going to replace it with something else, but they've never been able to get this done internally, and because they can't ever figure it out internally, they'll never see anything that they've got going on with it. Now, there's no good way to do this when it comes to council tax reform unless you do, like, I don't know, like, land tax or some shit. I was going to say, like, you have to pretty much upheave the entirety of uh, the way British, like, the British Isles divvy up the entire country, or countries, rather. Yeah, there are good ways to do it, but, like, the only people who would potentially actually put anything good forward would maybe be the Greens. And like, in a coalition with the SNP, I don't see that happening. So it's going to be some watered down pish that we get, if anything. I see. I really don't know how this is going to go because, like you said, you need to basically do a land value tax in order to make it even remotely fair, right? Yeah. And that it needs to be remotely fair to have a chance in hell of passing. Mm-hmm. Except a land value tax is opposed by everyone who owns land. Just yep. like they're not interested in it whatsoever. <laughs> So you've got this contradiction, and this is what the S&P found out. Like, they, they, they were like, we will scrap the unfair council tax, big fucking banners, 
um, with mm-hmm. Alex Salmond, then leader, and Nicola Sturgeon standing next to him, and it went nowhere. They got yep. into office and it just died. Yeah. And like the Greens, back when Whiteman was a Green before he like drank deep of the same brain spiders as Rowling and um, what's his face, the, the one who didn't like Miku. Father Ted. Yeah, Hatsune Miku. Like, he was big on land value, and he was big on actually land reform and on land value tax. And to my knowledge, those are still policies within the Scottish Greens. Like, that's still held. But I can't for a minute see them being able to get it passed for the SNP. No. I can't see that being no. able to happen. It's definitely a trap. Um, I can almost, like, I can see it right now that someone is going to get put in there with a remit for local government, including how that works with the, the new taxi system or whatever. And it's absolutely <coughs> going to be the Greens' fault when it fucks up and everyone hates it. Yeah, I could see it. And that's the thing, like, surely to God... I mean, <clears throat> the whole impetus of this, right, the, the rhetoric for this is look at New Zealand and look how that worked. And as Alistair already said, New Zealand, with its, like, strong Labour government now, uh, that yeah. doesn't need any kind of coalition or whatever, like, there is a story there. And it's not a difficult story. It's a really straightforward story. And it's going to be the story of Scotland and the Scottish Greens if they go for this, I think. Yeah. Um, like, I, I genuinely don't see... There is no way out of this um, other than just going, no, we're not going to do this. This is a bad idea. Well, I, you you can probably tell me this because I know that you know the rules pretty well. But this has to be ratified by a members vote at conference. Is that correct? Uh, I suspect it might be. The article um, said it was, but then it was in The Guardian, so I'm not really wanting to trust it fully. So, okay, so the way it works is competence and supply <clears> agreements <throat> can be approved by the Scottish Green Party Council, um, which is like, uh, you know, representatives from all the branches, etc. attend. However, an actual coalition has to be approved by an EGM. Mm-hmm. Um, so having kind of, you know, listen to this, if this is what it appears to be, I'd assume it would be an EGM. And I could find that out, but it would involve me going into the private channels of the Scottish Greens and then repeating what I read there, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah. My assumption would be that there must be an extraordinary general meeting about this. Um, yeah, stay tuned, basically. Yeah, so that, that'll be fun. Let's let's see if whether or not they completely fuck it on a journey of hubris and ego. I mean... We'll see. It, We'll there's, there's many things there's many things I'd like to say here, but let's just wait and see how it shakes out yes. and see whether David's analysis turns out to be entirely on point. Can I just like not, not can I just like can I just make a blanket guess that it's just gonna turn out poorly? <laughs> Taking a safe bet, I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a gambling man. Mm. <laughs> okay, well shall we talk about the Labour Party? <laughs> shall, shall we ever not talk about Labour Party? Uh, no. It's not. It's not Scottish Labour, is it, David? It's, it's not Nicola no, Labour, is it, no, David? No, it's not. No, no. It's just. It's just straight Labour. Sorry, I didn't have a bridge to continue the theme there, but we'll we'll live with it. Um, so we mentioned last week that Labour was fucking skint, and they had just like one month of cash reserves left for like yep. employment and stuff, and they've um, they've made a bunch of people redundant and then rehired a bunch of other people through an agency or some shit. Which is yeah. just what you want to see from the party of Labour, right? Mm. No, remember you got to remember, James, it's not the party of Labour, it's the party of people who are in work. Which is why they keep making people out of work. Yes. Yeah. Consider it just to be another the, face of the purge. It's the party of chasing racists now, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's like... Kind of. 
Well, I, I mean, I don't know what would give you that impression. Please, David, do not read any further into the notes. <laughs> so, um, to deal with the, the whole cash reserves problem, Starmer's been trying to get wealthy donors in. So... Starmer being around like cash converters, getting a bunch of tellies on tick and then flogging them down the pub. <laughs> <laughs> he has approached the following a billionaire property developer well he sounds like um, a stand up guy a, mm. pers- a person in a high position in the Labour Party approaching a property developer for financing where have we seen that before an heiress to the Tetra Pak fortune <laughs> what? a member of the Sainsbury family <laughs> Have you arranged these by increasing evil? Because I'm loving this. Carry on. The granddaughter of the founder of River Island. <laughs> oh. The former executive chairman of Capita. <laughs> the founder oh, no. of Ecotricity. The fuck is that? Well, that, I don't know, but it sounds ominous as fuck when you put it in <laughs> yeah, context no, was, with the others. No, that was, that was the punchline. That was the like icebreaker at the end to make you uh, feel less <laughs> tense and anxious. So what I thought we would do here is we're just going to quickly run through that list again, one by one, and we're going to just like say why the fuck this is a terrible idea. So, so we're playing wank, wank, good guy, wank. No, it's, no good guys. it's all wank, yeah. Um, yeah. So a billionaire property developer, why would it be a bad idea for the Labour Party to mm. be taking money from billionaire property developers? What could well, possibly David, go wrong I cannot, there? I can't see anything going wrong because as we know, as we learned uh, in the last few days, last few weeks, when you take money from a vested interest, you don't actually give them anything in return. Yeah. People are saying this. I mean, it's not like you become dependent upon the source of money flow, which comes with no strings attached at the start, because they're just happy to support your platform. And then later, they just they just threaten to turn the faucet off, and you realize that you're so structurally dependent upon it that you now have to listen to them. I mean, mm. that's not how it works that. at all. You say that, but literally no fucking cunt in any position of power within the Labour Party right now would see that as a downside. They see it well, as, yeah. as good, yes. sensible electoral politics. Well, yeah, like, oh, yeah, to, are we, we suck in the dick of a billionaire property developer, like, just so that you can, like, you know, if we ever do get into power in, like, you know, 3008, when we get into, like, cyber government or some shit. No, no, Jamie, it's going to be can, 2,997, can... obviously. And we can oh. then, like, you know what I mean? We can then put rents up, like, sorry, cyber rents up or some shit as a matter is, of law. That is extremely cursed. Cyber mm. rent. Don't give them ideas. Wes Street is writing all this down. Oh, we'll go you hear that. me, Wes? So, just, sorry, he was writing it down, but he's got extremely excited the prospect of a cyber happy meal, <laughs> and that's kind of brought him to a halt. An heiress to the Tetra Pak fortune. What's wrong with going after people who have inherited lots of money? What could possibly be wrong what? with taking money point, from that someone, demographic? Someone who is an heir to a fortune. Yes, yes. Someone because it's not as whose though, granddad had a fucking not, great idea years ago, and they are yeah, still it's rich. Not off as it. though, yeah, it's but not as though. Yeah, but where else is Starmer going to keep like his countless gallons of milk? <laughs> <laughs> it's not as though um, inheritances are one way in which we, you know, reinforce the stratification of class and wealth in society at large, is it? No, no not at all. You see, you see, like 
presumably at some point way back in the mists of time, that family was working class, and now you're just being classist by opposing their inherited wealth? Don't you, I mean, don't you hate it when you see all these leftists getting really angry at seeing working class people, people doing well? Yeah. You know? If you go back, yeah. to, if you go back to like 12 AD or something, like, you know what I mean? That woman's great, 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 great granddad was like probably not a king, so it's all fine. <laughs> see, I personally think that William the Conqueror and his descendants have been really, like, they fought hard to get where they are <laughs> and to go back on them and say that now they don't deserve it and to throw around words like stolen land and murder, etc. It's just nonsense, absolute nonsense. A member of the Sainsbury family. See, that one is definitely the most ominous one on that list, actually, it? honestly. It's just so bad. Like, Sainsbury's, we all love Sainsbury's, right? Mm. I mean, uh, you're gonna have to be more specific. Well, I mean, that's why we have it as like a tier on our Patreon. Um, one trip to the big Sainsbury's, right? It's a big Tesco. I I know, David. That was that was the joke. That was the you know. No one likes Sainsbury's. No one likes Sainsbury's. <laughs> Comedy bronze. <laughs> <laughs> but for for real. No one likes Sainsbury's, and it like it is overpriced for what it is, and its treatment of its workers is terrible. Yep. And then its treatment of its supply lines are even worse. Mm-hmm. So, all all things which I think um, you know, labor is in favor of. Um, you know, you overpay for something that's shite that treats everyone involved in it as terribly to the point that it's an engine of misery. Yeah. Sainsbury's. Eat fresh, whatever the fuck the other thing is. Um, I nearly went, I nearly went every little helps, but that's not Sainsbury's, is it? That's Tesco, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's Sainsbury's price. <laughs> <laughs> Moving off this. <laughs> um, but why it's such good material? Isn't it just? This is why we don't record late. Um, the granddaughter of oh, the yeah, founder... This, this would have been fucking gangbusters at nine o'clock, you know what I mean? It, it would have been great, aye. The granddaughter of the founder of River Island. That we, sounds we, innocuous. Yeah, we love clothes. I mean, uh, yeah, this is but not he, just inherited wealth a third for a third time. Yeah, well, well it is mm. except it's got. It, isn't it inherited wealth with sweatshops involved? I'm pretty it's, sure it's inherited. Well, yeah, but it's inherited wealth with like connotations behind it as well, because like, these people would never seem to move that far out of the wheelhouse in which the money was made in the first place. As if like mm. one of them was born with the genetic trait of retail mogul or some shit, and has just unfortunately passed it down to all the fucking children. But again, though, <clears throat> if you go back, way back to like when dinosaurs roamed the earth, whatever mm. tiny mammal we evolved from, that wasn't like a lord or anything. So you just you just hate like the the working class. It's true. By that definition, I do. Because I know fashion companies and labels can be hyper litigious. Um, let me take a moment just to back up my statement about the sweatshop thing. There's a story that was in the scum. Right? And don't read the scum. I'll read it for you. I've got my hazmat suit on here. Um, Title is Sweatshop Britain. Workers in UK making clothes for River Island and New Look paid £3 an hour to compete with Bangladesh. And that was the 23rd of January 2017. I'm sure they've cleaned up their act since then. Well, certainly, yeah. If you Google them, they have a statement on their website now. Well, if they've got a statement. Yeah. But apparently it was Channel 4's Dispatches program found it, and it was in Leicester. Uh, basically, £3 an hour they discovered uh, that people were being forced to work in. 
And now, now though, there's a modern slavery statement and an ethical trading statement on the River Island website. Oh, good. Well, so, let's um, clear that up. Yep. Yep. All, all fine. All, all sorted. Data 2020. So clearly they learned their lesson, right? Good. Absolutely. We, we do like to see when that happens. Um, the former executive chairman of Capita. I have to say, this one, I think, is possibly the most disgusting. Yes. Like, I, I think Sainsbury's is the most ominous, right? And River Island is the one where it's easy to point to and go, look at the horrors and that. But Capita is the one that's actually the most evil, I think. Mm, yeah. Maybe, maybe. I mean, Capita is obviously that bad. This guy's no longer the chairman of Capita. But... Mm-hmm. Like I say, these people never seem to leave their little wheelhouse. They always seem to want to have opinions and benefits for the area in which they made massive fucking air quotes their money. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you're a former executive <clears throat> of a fucking of some description of a company, it's not like you walk out the door after you've like tendered your resignation or whatever the fuck. And you never speak to anyone who works there ever again. Is it? Exactly, exactly. And and because you've walked out the door, you've now got the detachment necessary in which you can have these kind of conversations that your pals wouldn't be able to. Now, the <clears throat> excuse me. Now the the concept of the guy who used to be in charge of one of the biggest businesses involved in hoovering up government contracts to do them in a substandard way isn't really that good either like that just bodes really badly especially when you think back to what did tony blair do yeah hey i won elections david i don't know what you're talking about that's the only salient fact about tony blair and everything else is just circumstantial at best yeah right yeah, yeah. stop calling him a war criminal <laughs> <laughs> and the last one there the founder of ecotricity now this is what i think might be the worst ecotricity oh is an electricity provider specifically billed as a green electricity provider. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that works. With my, uh, when when you change electricity provider, much of the when you change the same, um, uh, change your water provider, they come around, dig all the, all the cables out and put new ones in. <laughs> now, obviously, that one's worrying as fuck because it's a private energy company. It is able to fucking greenwash itself quite easily and it is dying to have fucking money put towards the Labour Party. So, yeah, that's... um. Mm, you say it's well easy, it's easy to, it can greenwash itself easily, but like for now, do you know what I mean? I assume they're just like doing loads of fucking carbon credits, but you'll not be, yeah, able, to do, you'll not be able to do carbon credits once all every single tree on the planet burns down. So, good luck with that, motherfuckers. <laughs> Well, it's also, I mean, the whole idea of energy companies is a thing that shouldn't exist, aren't we? Yes. Like, there's no there's no reason for them. They are an, an intentionally created bullshit market mm-hmm. designed to wring money from people by people not being on top of their contracts and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then the actual, the energy they source being green, etc. It's like nominally of this great pool of energy that we're producing by a variety of different means, this company is able to sort of you know, put their fingers in the air and go, oh, well, hey, listen, how about we we take this much energy, which just happens to be the amount that's being produced by renewables, and then we say that energy is renewable energy. And it's like taking a cup of water from the ocean and going, ah, you know, this water, this water very clearly came from, I don't know, America, when you're standing on the shore in Britain sort of thing. Mm. You know, 
because it's the exact amount that a tributary from uh, up in the mountains in America is putting out. Therefore, yeah, it's it's the usual kind of bullshit. Like no one's actually selling the electricity as such. It's just numbers on a spreadsheet that they're shuffling around. That is effectively it. Like anything else that we fucking buy, basically, but stupider and worse. I mean, we're basically at the point now where if we really wanted to, we could produce electricity for free. Like, we, we could do it. We have the technology to put this together and make it such that it would pay for itself in, like, a generation or so, and then we'd have infinite free electricity because the technology is basically there. I right? mean, as, as ever, James, is a question of political will, isn't it? An interesting. Yeah. Like, if we wanted to, we well, have enough research in renewables and we have enough nuclear power potential, right? <laughs> includes- I'm sorry, James, did you see that article that was, I think it was in the fucking the Wall Street Journal about how uh, the problem with um, solar energy is the fact that as you build more of it, it's less profitable? Yeah. Yeah, because it becomes too cheap. <laughs> yeah, that, we'll yeah that's the fucking to- problem with it. We'll just have to hope that, like, you know, whatever, whoever survives the coming, like, climate apocalypse still has the uh, capability to produce infinite free electricity. Well, I think part of the problem is there's a bunch of people sitting around going, well, we can't make anything totally free because infinite creation will create infinite demand, right? You know? That's how it works. That's mm-hmm. how the libertarians are, like, chomping at the bit. And there is a bit of a point here because I'm pretty sure the Bitcoin miners would hoover it all up if they could, but... At the same time, it might okay, but, yeah, crash but, the Bitcoin I mean, market. Again, like Bitcoin miners. <laughs> no lies detected, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not all bad news on the labour front, though. Oh. Yes, it is. He's back. <laughs> the McShitter is back. <laughs> oh, so. we, we, love, we love to see uh, that man's extra- extraordinarily round head. We do. We very much he do. He does have a round head. I've never really noticed that before. Oh my god. Sorry, so I'm sitting here in like post um post migraine kinda lull and I'm actually getting colours across my vision. And right now you've got Wes Streeting kinda fucking haloed in colours with his perfectly spherical head. Oh god, you know, so it's sorry. almost a quasi-religious experience. You know when you sit inside a photo booth and it's got the little oval so you can fit your head in, they're based on his face. <laughs> Um, well he's back Um, we know he had been recovering from uh, cancer op and he's now cancer free apparently and as the next and last leader of the Labour Party he's here to cement his leadership qualities on the issues that really matter with ideas that really work can I I just uh, make Another, can I make another bet? I, it, if he should ever run for Labour leader and or become Labour leader, I suspect he is going to leverage his cancer scare as uh, political leverage to... I, I don't know why you would think that. There's definitely never been any precedent set by former party leaders or anything like that. Yeah, I know. I've just got this horrid feeling that this is going to be one of those. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely. Yeah, no, I use the NHS cancer services and I know that they need to be defended, etc., etc., etc. It's kind of like, it, I mean, they really have a cheap version of Tories these days because that's nothing. Yeah, it's on, just David Cameron shit. Yeah, it's, it's nothing on David Cameron's story with his whole my dead disabled son that used the NHS services, right? Yeah. Now, watch this. Which I'm going on. Cut the services apart. Yeah. Well, yeah. Where's um, in, in, in true fashion? Because as a born leader, He's obviously wanted to really get himself out there and show himself to us. So he's done a little video 
and I've got the audio of that here. And this is his first oh, proposal no. back. It's not working. Fuck. Oh, Hang well. On. Rip, never mind. No, we'll no, 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 we're doing it. We're doing it. Tough on crime, tough on the cause of crime. It was the tried and tested mantra of the last Labour government, and it worked. I'm sorry, have they and got the fucking, the like, work experience boy in? Conservatives, we've seen cuts to policing, cuts to the criminal justice system, which has been great for criminals and terrible for communities right across the country. In fact, yesterday, Labour's Sarah Jones told us that for every 100 violent crimes committed in this country, fewer than seven... I've never heard him actually speak before, I don't I'm think, and he worse. literally sounds Figures like he's just finished today, his office shows that for kids from the very poorest backgrounds, they're twice as likely to be mugged, twice as likely to experience violence in the home, and seven times more likely to experience snatch thefts, things like mobile phones and valuables being snatched on our streets. Crime is an issue that affects us all, but it disproportionately affects people in some of the poorest communities. And having grown up on a council estate, I understand this better oh. than most. Oh. Uh, that's why I'm asking you to back Labour's Safer Community campaign this summer. We need more police on our streets. We need a criminal justice system oh, that brings sake. criminals to book more quickly and gives them sentences that meet the crime. And we also need to deal with those underlying causes of crime. Tough on crime tough on the calls of crime. Oh we're my god, he's been waiting his entire fucking political career to say that, hasn't he? This is this is a soundbite, and the way you get the media to pick up a soundbite is you use it repeatedly, and that sounds professional and gets the media to repeat it, right? That's how that works. Tough on crime, tough on the causes of crime. Sell it, bang. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, Do you um, know what the, the only problem is that it's been used before once or twice. I think who by yeah. literally every cunt, I think, isn't it? Do you know what? It actually it actually makes me laugh because when whenever someone says that, it makes me think of uh, when Jeremy Corbyn did a speech saying that they would be tough on terrorism and tough on the causes of terrorism, which <laughs> coming from him was an entirely different uh, sort of you know you can't, you can't, uh, subtext you can't, you can't, to it. You can't do that though. You can't be tough on the causes of terrorism. That's that's <laughs> some like that's some fucking hippie shit. Do you know what I mean? You can be tough on terrorists, right? You can ban like all vans and cutlery in the entire country <laughs> and force everyone to like live in a, a fucking locked box at the bottom of a mine shaft so they can't ever fucking do a terrorism. But yeah. you can't ever go you can't ever go, ah, what we should do maybe is like make the world suck less so that people don't fucking feel the need to suicide bomb each other because that's just letting the terrorists win. Yeah. Was it um was it Amber Rudd or Theresa May that made maths illegal? I can't remember. Uh I think it- I think it was Amber Rudd actually. Yes, because she was Home Secretary, and mm-hmm. they were going to try and ban the type of um, the mass that you use to encrypt things. Basically, yeah, they, like, wanted, okay. they wanted to they wanted to do prime factorial encryption with a backdoor in it, which doesn't really work. As in, it just doesn't like it completely undermines the whole thing. Yeah, and it stops. It, you you can't make that work that way. Yeah, but um, they, they don't care. Do you know what I mean? It's like, they just, it, it's like, oh, it doesn't work anymore. It's like, well, that's good. That worked. That's that's ideal for us. Just, you know what I mean? As long yeah. as you just pretend there's encryption. We just say there's mm. encryption and there isn't. That That's like, that's how the world works. Do you want me to give you an, an insanely cursed idea that I keep expecting a politician to trot out? Oh, please. I, see, I think I think the Tory any any Tory interest in cryptography was just like spawned by the use of the word nonce. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> but I, I genuinely I've been waiting for the day for politicians to propose licenses for encryption, whereby they decide that encryption is fine to use for some things like bank transfers and things like that, but 
for anything else, you need to apply for a license to encrypt it. No, oh, and that's... you have to demonstrate <coughs> the public good. Essentially, I'm sorry. No, that's that's definitely a new new labour policy. One hundred percent. It feels like where it's going, and obviously it doesn't work for like a million different reasons. But like a part of me is thinking, yeah. Like, I could see that. I could see them doing that and going, yeah, no, encryption is fine, but it's the circumstances in which it's used which are problematic. <laughs> Therefore, we need to license encryption because, citizen, if you've got n nothing to fear, you have nothing to hide, you know? You could absolutely, like, uh, get the end point of, like, of British government is going to be that, like, if anyone fucking, do you know what I mean, ever hides anything from, like, you know what I mean? If anyone ever keeps a secret, they just immediately get shot. You know, like if you if you go around like fucking, you go around, and you go, ah, yes, like I was I was born on a fucking like a, a pile of diamonds, and I fuck children. They just go, yeah, that's grand. You can have a fucking, you can have a peerage, right? But then like you know you you're like a single mother, and you go, well, I'm not really comfortable like sharing me fucking like income with you know what I mean, my neighbours. They just bomb your house. You know what I mean? Just fucking David Blunkett just zips across in a fucking like fighter jet and just like missiles the shit out of you. I mean, yeah, that that's that's just that's the future that we we will live in if if it's well, not already the present. I mean, it's not though because we're all going to be dead by twenty thirty. Uh, inshallah. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't. I'm surprised you didn't play the McDonald's theme there when you. Mm. No, that's, that's just the Labour Party that will be dead. That's fine. Anyway, Labour anyway, Party will be dead by 2029. To get us back on topic, Wes Streeton can go fuck himself, quite frankly. Yes. Yes, um, yes he can. Like, and especially, yeah, but like, doubly so for fucking going, oh, I grew up on a council estate. Kids in poorer areas are, are twice as likely to be mugged or whatever the fuck he was saying. Like, as if, as if all of his policies <laughs> wouldn't involve, like, those poorest children being, like, locked in a fucking box at the bottom of a mine shaft. So that they can't mug anyone. Do you know what I mean? Are you, are you positing it's... that Wes Street and clearly wasn't mugged enough or something? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But that's just, it's like, that's the new thing, isn't it? It's since like fucking Corbyn was like, oh, well, we've got to like look out for the poorest in society. That's like new, new Labour's only fucking trick is they go like, well, actually, you'll find that the poorest children in the country uh, are twice as likely as everyone else to not have food. And that's why we need to privatize school dinners. The poorest children in the country are less likely than anyone else to own shares. So that's why we need to like fucking legalize like financial crime or some shit like that. You know what I mean? It's just literally yeah, anything will be will be like excused on the grounds that don't you care about the, the poorest children in the country? It's like when yeah, you go the, like, oh, they, you shouldn't have to pay for university. And they go, well, that's disgraceful. You want to give money to rich people's children. Don't you care about the poorest children in society? Shouldn't they have the right well, to earn like 400 grand's worth of debt? You know what I mean? Or some shit. It's just fucking... There's well, two solutions like... to poor people. And it's more cops or tax credits. Yeah. Pretty much. I've got to say, I do think it is particularly odious that he says, oh, you know, the, the poorest people in society, the ones who are the greatest victims of crime, and uses them as the justification to put more police on the street to harass the poorest people yeah. in society mm -hmm. and generally make their lives miserable. Yep. Like, it's particularly that's, disgusting. That's exactly, it's basically going, exactly my point, like, you know what I mean? All of, yeah, all but, of New Labour's, like, tough-on-crime shit basically involved, like, fucking herding, like, children from council estates into fucking pens and having them killed. Do you know well, what I mean? Like, do you know what? 
the 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 the, uh, the our platonic essence of it, right, is basically them going, "This cop stamping on your face is for your own good." Uh huh. Yeah. Is what this basically is. You know what? You know what? West Street should should like uh, should invent is cyber asbos. <laughs> yeah, like if you go on Twitter and you don't fucking like post like a signature with your driver's license in it after every tweet, <laughs> then you, you get a cyber asbo and you're not allowed like to fucking like call him a melt anymore. Well, to be fair, the to second him, I get on band, I'm calling him a fucking melt. Quite frankly, like, do you know what I mean? No, well, don't worry about that. He does believe in rehabilitation because he's unblocked me now. <laughs> Which I'm choosing why to believe he... is because he's taken everything I've been saying about him and why he should be the leader of Labour at like absolute face value. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, we're, well, That's we're absolutely about, fantastic. Um, well, we're talking about Twitter dickheads. Do we want to mention Piss Bryant? Oh yeah, I, I I was I was in a day off when all this fucking happened. I just seen him like thinking that stepping on rakes was the same as being threatened to be hit by hammers or some shit. Yeah, it says it says hammers, mate. It, fuck it, it doesn't, mate. It says hammered. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, it, what, what it, was it, the beef even there? Like, what even started all that? Oh, he basically, fucking, he, he was having a go about um, somewhere in South America. I don't even know where at this point. Like some country in South America wasn't like being respectful enough of like fascist hunters so he fucking do you know what i mean like uh he kicked off about that and he had like a a, a team of professors in like south american fucking politics or it whatever. was peru it was peru basically because uh the the left the left wing candidate won yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah he yeah, was yeah, going yeah. off about that yeah no I, I remember now he was talking about how this is marxism etc 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 and then a bunch of left-wing professors as jamie was saying all came in raising their hand and going well actually yeah, and well, it wasn't was even like, left wing well, professors; it was professors it was, of like Latin America. Yeah, oh, and so he was just, are you he telling was like, me that the global South has good ball <laughs> profs? What the fuck are we still doing here? I know, but yeah, he was like, he was like fucking arguing. Have you ever been to South America? And they were all like, "Well, actually, yes." And he was like, "Well, <laughs> I, I went to South America once. Here's a photo of me talking to a fascist dictator." And they were like, "That yeah. guy." They were like, "That guy's a fascist dictator." And he was like, "Yeah, but I told him not to be." And the next day, he said he wasn't. <laughs> And then, like, and then, after about yeah. the, after about the fourth fucking like professor of Latin American studies had like come in and fucking like just like booted the fuck out of him. Someone posted a, a photo. Of uh, look, it wasn't just Bob someone. It was the, it was screenshot Tom of Usher. Bob stepping on rakes, and the rakes were labeled like fucking um, like Chris Bryant being hammered by political professors or something like that. And he just <laughs> singled out the word hammered and went, "Are you saying I should be should be struck with hammers?" No, beaten to death with hammers was yeah. what he said. <laughs> Which is just an exceptional just, choice of words. It was, it was if anyone ever like, criticizes me for anything, I'm gonna say I'm gonna ask if that's what they're asking for. Yeah, and and obviously I'm banned, so I couldn't reply yes. But um, <laughs> like, it, it's it's just basically it's it's the new it's the new spin on like get in the sea is a call to yeah, drown I- people, and salt the slugs is secretly called for acid attacks. It's, like, it's just funny uh, though because it, um, Chris Bryant is one of the one of those one of those MPs who thinks that the reason he's an MP is uh, because of his sheer brilliance as a human being and not because he was put there by you know um, a, essentially a mass movement of people who enable him to be, uh, in his words, a delegate and not a representative. I mean, I, although I he thinks assume, it's the other way around. I assume based on his like track record and his behaviour that like he was put there by Cobra Commander. Or some fucking cunt like that, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I will say, like, it is very much the first is tragedy, then is farce, kind of, of getting the sea. That was what was in my head when I was reading the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Because he's clearly, 
clearly it's absolute classic of the genre by the way Mm. yeah well like here's the thing i can sort of see and i'm not approving this but i can sort of see how someone who's completely out of touch with online discourse and the youth can see the phrase get in the sea and think like they could make the connection in their well, tortured disease brain you say that to, like driving people into the sea you right? say that right but, but i'm actually banned i'm st- my week's ban from twitter is for telling some fucking racist guy to walk off a pier that was that was literally the words I used. Walk off a pier, you racist prick. And Twitter, and Twitter were like, "Oh, that, that's that's like the best." The best part was I called Stuart Campbell a cunt earlier that day. But no, they got me for the they got me for walk off a pier. Do you know what I mean? Was that like Al Capone or some shit. I think it's prick actually because the one time that I've been fucking sinbinned, it was because I used the word prick. So I think that may actually be more effective. Like if you want to do the fucking old report bombing, look for prick rather than cunt. I don't know. I do love to have to fucking reverse engineer the community standards of this platform we're all forced to use. The community yeah. standard the community standards of Twitter are if a fucking blue tick and like a couple of hundred of their mates report you, you're fucking done regardless of what you, what the contents of the tweet were. <laughs> yeah. Like much. if you want if you want to test this theory, tweet anything at all at like fucking uh Dinesh D'Souza. Like I've seen people cop a ban. For, I've seen people cop a ban for tweeting like "you smell of piss" at him. You know what I mean, or something like that. And it was like, no, that's that's an instant fucking account deletion. How dare you? Because he's he's clearly got a mate that works at Twitter. There's the only possible uh, explanation. Should we move off Twitter? We love to see it. Yeah, let, we let's should. Just, in for general, the sake, for the sake of our mental health, we should. But when, I'm not going to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like we very much have to stop posting, but we will not stop posting. Well, let's um let's venture forth to an article then, shall we? It's been a while, but I thought we'd go to the spectator and see what oh, Brendan and he's been up to. Oh fuck oh, no, David. <laughs> can I Is this about Lord, I... Lord Digby Jones, the yes. biggest cunt in the world? <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus Christ. You got you dragged me from a coma for this. Yes. You, you pulled me out of a veil of death. Yes. And like uh, I told you the colours don't make up pretty colours do not make up for this, David. I'm sorry. No, they won't. And good, neither they should suffer with me. I didn't do all these fucking notes for nothing, right? <laughs> if this gives me another migraine, you're to blame. Carry on. That's fine. Okay. So the article is titled Alex Scott, Digby Jones, and the Snobbery of Low Expectations. Labour peer right. Lord Digby Jones is the, the man his... don't miss, does he? <laughs> uh, you, you'll see the position that he's had to find himself in throughout this article is quite a good one, actually. Not, not in a, this, like, this man is completely good. fluid, isn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah it's, it's just, just it's like, hilarious yeah, it's the way he's had to contort himself for this. <laughs> Labour peer Lord Digby Jones has found himself in the eye of a Twitter storm. Or do they fucking hate this article? I said, can we move off Twitter? Come <laughs> straight his, back. His error? I mean, he criticised the, the, B- twi- the Twitter storm was that Stephen Fry was like a fucking melt at him. Do you know what I mean? Stephen Fry was like, oh, you, you're not actually Lord Digby Jones. You're Digby Lord Jones. <laughs> like, fuck <laughs> off, Stephen. Do you know what I mean? And then he, he accused him of mis- <laughs> his misplaced snobbery disgraced the upper house. It's like, all right, so if his snobbery had been, like, well-placed, it'd be fine, would it? You fucking cunt. Yeah, no, it's QI, right, just on the subject of, of, you know, everything to do with his brand, right? History's greatest monster. (laughs) Yes. Apparently. (laughs) I don't know where that came from, but I enjoy it. Um, Like, the whole thing about QI is it's basically pedantry, the middle-class show. 
Like, it's let's be pedants about shit, and isn't that quite interesting? Isn't it quite interesting to be a pedant? And frequently, wrong. Like, frequently there are many times where the facts we state on that show are wrong. Not that never gets in the way of a good. Yeah, right, it never gets in the way of a good pedant. And that is Stephen Fry's entire brand, basically, is I'm going to be a pedant at you. And that will show my wit and intelligence, because it's basically by showing my pedantry, I'm showing that I know better than you, and therefore I'm proving my more discerning taste. Total garbage, absolutely not interesting in the slightest, and certainly not a show of intelligence. But carry on, let's Stephen see Fry, what happened. Stephen Fry is the middle-class fuckwit's idea of what an intellectual is. Yes, exactly, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> so, Lord Digby Jones's error... He criticised BBC Sports presenter. I, I'm Alex sorry, Scott. He's, he's not Lord Digby Jones. He's Digby Lord Jones. Oh yeah, well I will not be apologising. <sighs> you disgrace the upper house with this misplaced fucking like word or some shit. Awful. I don't. I, what's I the difference between Lord Digby Jones, the biggest dog in the world, and Digby Lord Jones, <laughs> the biggest dog in the world? <laughs> I, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna they, hazard a guess that one of those means he gets more land. It has to be from the Digby region. No, otherwise, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it, it's a semantics in the ordering of title changes the meaning very, very slightly. I think um, that if we spend any more time on this, it's justifying the existence of Stephen Fry, and we don't want to do that. You're just desperate to get yeah. on with the fucking article. I, I know you're. Well, I am. Well, otherwise, otherwise, you know, the longer it goes on, the longer you're here reading it as well. So. Yeah, fair. All right, David, go on. What was the centre of this Twitter storm? So he criticised BBC Sports presenter Alex Scott for mispronouncing certain words on the Beeb's Daily Olympic show. Specifically, words ending in G. Scott is a G-dropper, he complained. She says, fencing, rowing, boxing, weightlifting and swimming, he said, and he can't stand anymore. He can't stand it anymore. He can still stand, I think. The man has never heard an accent. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Enough, he cried. Twitter users, as is their want, went crazy. <laughs> it's just, it's so funny whenever Twitter, like, whenever fucking, like, Brendan is criticising, like, Twitter users because it's just, you know what I mean? It's like, why aren't you on Twitter anymore, Brendan? Yeah, well, what, could be the, what could be the possible reason that you'd, like, bin that off? Do you know what I mean? Uh, Couldn't you? Wouldn't you love to be on there posting some fucking stupid hot take and having everyone like go, oh, like you're just mad at Brendan because he's like cleverer than you, like you know what I mean, like like all the other fucking like media cunts do. But for some reason, Brendan just can't like can't <laughs> hack it. You know what I mean? I wonder why. I wonder what specific series of events led to that. Yeah, it's weird that he posts on Instagram, a platform where you cannot put an image in the replies. The day yeah. that they add that functionality, and he's gone. Yeah. The other thing is, like, it feels like it drags a little when we talk about Twitter for, what, like, 5, 10, 15 minutes? And he, this guy's written a fucking article that <laughs> he's this guy's job. <laughs> yes! Like, it, oh, it's this guy's, it's it's this guy's job to be mad about how fucking bullied he is from, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's just forever furious that, like, no marks on Twitter just made him wear a hat and then made him take the fucking hat off. <laughs> And then made him put the hat back on. He's just mad because he's Twitter's bitch. Do you know what I mean? That's what this is. Imagine a man putting a hat on a head until he does the rest of eternity. Twitter shit posters have effectively dommed the fuck out. They've just crowdsourced like a, a fucking like domination of, of Brendan O'Neill's head, and he fucking hates it. Do you know what I mean? But he can't, he can't do anything about it. 
They've, they've had yeah. to hire an extra intern at Spike to block everyone who replies with a fucking Brendan. <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I honestly think that this guy's origin story is essentially was bullied as a kid, spent an awful lot of time constructing a life where he could never be bullied again, and then, yeah, and is not taking it well. Mm. It's fucking great. <laughs> anyway, Twitter users went crazy. What a vile elitist they said. Stephen Fry accused Jones of misplaced snobbery and branded him a disgrace to the upper house. The Critical Lords is... support for Stephen Fry, I guess. <laughs> the Lords is famed for being a snob-free zone, of course. Footballer-turned-pundit Gary Neville took the mick out of Jones's name. Lord Digby Jones, just say that name to yourself a few times. I'm actually starting to see how revolutions occurred. <laughs> Critical support for Welcome, comrade. Gary Neville, yeah. yeah Dust down the guillotine, yeah. Neville's ready for action. Alex Scott herself took to Twitter to express pride in the way she speaks. I'm from a working class family in East London, Poplar Tower Hamlets, and I am proud. She said, proud of the young girl who overcame obstacles and proud of my accent. It's me, it's my journey, my grit. On yesterday's BBC Olympics show, she seemed to drop her G's even more ostentatiously than before. No doubt as a swipe uh, at Jones, which is funny. Fair play. You know what I mean? Fucking ostentatiously drop your G's. <laughs> right. Well, here's the... Think back to all the other times that we've read anything by Brendan O'Neill. I know you don't want to, but you should. Sorry, my nose has just started bleeding again. <laughs> he has this, like, absolute fucking thing where he has to, like, rail up the way but only look towards the middle classes or whatever because he's definitely super working class sure go on brendan that that makes sense yeah he's really strangely confused at this now because he can't necessarily be doing that in this instance so he has to take this really weird fucking position i'm torn on this discussion like scott i'm from a working class family in london though northwest rather than east and I detest snobbery, which is rife in modern Britain. Who can forget the five-year orgy of class hatred that followed the vote for Brexit in 2016? Oh, who, who, can forget, <laughs> who can forget the time fucking Brendan was on like the Daily Politics or some shit and said his family came from Irish peasant stock? <laughs> when commentators, politicals and plummy activists daubed in blue paint raged against thick northerners and brainwashed tabloid readers for voting leave... Ugh, it's is, an irony not lost on me at any rate that many of the same people currently fuming about Digby Jones will have supported that painfully snobbish effort to trash the largest vote in UK history. Yes, Sadiq Khan, we're looking at you. You offered what, your what, South what? London cringe solidarity to Miss Scott, yet you spent much of the past five years trying to overturn millions of working class people's votes. What the hell is this article? Yes, like, it's Brendan O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> what? So we start right. Okay, let me mm-hmm. let me follow this through. Just make sure I got this right in my head because I am really just not in my right mind today. So we started with some rich Aristo mm-hmm. had a go at a presenter on the BBC for dropping her G's, mm-hmm. right? And we've ended at Sadiq Khan. You wanted to overturn Brexit. Oh, my friend, we have not ended. Oh no. Yet at the same time, I think Digby Jones has a point. <sighs> right? This is, is the it, beauty is, of Brendan and it it has to is be it contrarian. An extremely tedious point, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Leaving the G off the end of words like rowing, swimming, boxing, etc. is 
mispronunciation. It's incorrect English. This isn't about accent or class. It's about speaking clearly and universally. Go fuck that is something. <laughs> that is something we should encourage, no? Especially on the BBC. No, we shouldn't go back to the days when every big yeah, presenter just, sounded let's like... Just ma- fucking, let's just fucking, you know, uniformly stamp out any form of dialect or language or variation in any sort of dialect okay, but if we, across if the we world. Got rid, if we got rid of accents, how would we know let's that Let's build Alan the Sugar Tower of Babel. <laughs> <laughs> well, we shouldn't go back to the days where every big presenter sounded like Mr. Chomonly Warner. And the only time you ever heard a regional accent on the box was when Ina Sharples was moaning in a corner of the Rovers return about young people's loose morals. A variety of accents on TV is a very good thing, but everyone should aspire to speak clearly in order to connect with as broad an audience as possible. Sorry, did any of us understand those references he just made to the old BBC? Um, no, I didn't think so. I, I have no idea who those people are, and I'm willing to bet the majority of his readers don't either. I, I, I got Rovers Return. That's yeah, that's a soap that's, thing. That's ITV, and the um, the other one is is that a Harry Enfield thing? Was that not Harry uh, Enfield's like fucking or the Fast Show or one of those fucking one of that crowd? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's the old time BBC. That voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Ah, oh right. no, he's lost his place in the article. We're gonna have to. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna have to head. have to fill fill time talking about Brendan's indoor hat that he wears on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this episode it. is dedicated to Brendan's indoor hat. <laughs> I think the true snobbery in this strange spat comes not from Digby Jones but from Stephen Fry. <sighs> he is the privately educated oh professor God, of one like... of the poshest, clearest, most mellifluous. Mil- I mil- think I think we should settle this by trapping Digby Jones, the biggest dog in the world, and Stephen Fry, history's greatest monster, in a shipping container full of broken glass, kicking it over a cliff. <laughs> oh. um, most beloved speaking voices in the British media, and yet there he is saying to Alex Scott, and by extension other working class folk in the media, carry on speaking as you do, it's fabulous, isn't this the snobbery of low expectations? It smacks of saying that these working class people can't help how they talk. It's part of their culture in it. It's actually it, spelled out it, like that. Uh, yeah. Is it, so did, did, did this guy uh, like pick up um, fucking train spotting as a book and think, what the fuck is this incomprehensible gibberish? You know? Oh, I, never heard of vernacular, has he? No. Choose a hat. (laughs) 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 Yes, is it though? I remember getting clips round the ear for bad pronunciation. Partly this was because my parents are Irish. Not hard enough. Oh, here we go, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Something for everyone in this. Partly this was because my parents are Irish and they couldn't bear to hear their children saying super English things like in it, nah, and other instead of other. I don't believe that this cunt has ever said in it in his entire life. But at school too, teachers would reprimand us for sl- reprimand us for slack speech. None of us could afford elocution lessons or even knew what su- that such things <laughs> slack existed. Slack speech and ill morals. <laughs> but there was nonetheless an expectation that just as we should write clearly, so we should speak clearly too. You said, 
yeah instead of yes to one of the nuns at my school at your peril. Has this how, aspiration? I'm sorry. To clear I'm sorry. Speech? How how has this been fucking pub? This is interminable. Yes. This is like the most fucking nothing article. Like, and there have been a lot of them that yeah. I think I've well, ever fucking heard of by this cunt. Welcome to spiked. Yeah, like if they had a wine worthwhile to publish, they wouldn't hire Brendan O'Neill, would they? Do you know what? Do you know why it's called spiked? It's not spiked. It's the spectator. Oh, oh damn! Well, there goes a good joke I had. I'll store that one. Just away do it anyway. It's not, I don't give a I was gonna f- say I don't give a fuck. I, I was going to say it's called spike because it's all the articles that were spiked from other publications for being too fucking interminable. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's a spectator. Well, mm-hmm. just, you know what I mean. Well, it's, it's called the spectator because it's all the articles that were spectated from other publications. I don't fucking know. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Brendan O'Neill's a cunt with a giant head. <laughs> And I laugh. Every, you... I laugh every time like the International Space Station crashes across his fucking like scalp. <laughs> People think they're worry lines. <laughs> Little do they know the truth. <laughs> Release the truth about Brendan's head. One man cause of Kessler syndrome. Has this aspiration to clear speech, whatever your class, really been lost? One of the things oh, that irritates me off. most about public life today is the preponderance of slack speech. It's mostly coming from the middle classes, here we go, as it happens. The media and popular culture are both full of well-brought-up people embracing the glottal stop to try to appear more urban or authentic. Oh, right. Stop talking about about Jess Phillips, Brendan. She's not going to call you back. I'm sure to the ears of Radio 4... urban. Yes, isn't that a fucking... Yeah. See, I was just glossing right on past that Is one because I didn't even want to touch it. Up? <laughs> yeah, it's I, never seen a forehead that big. I'm sure to the ears of Radio 4 commissioning editors and magazine feature writers that it all sounds very exotic and authentic. But believe me, to those of to those of us who come from the working classes, it just sounds naff. Like when a posh Ugh. kid wins the part of Dodger and Oliver and goes around saying... What you're staring at ain't you ever seen a gent. Oh my god, this is the hell of a fucking combination, by mm. the way. Yeah, that's David, that famous, that David famous thing. That famous thing that the working class gets so annoyed by is like posh people playing parts in Oliver. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking mean furious, I mean, furious about it every week. Every, I mean, every I mean, week you see a new fucking, like, lord becoming, like, Oliver or fucking some shit, you know what I mean? It's, it's just not I on. I mean, you, like, you, honestly, tread softly for your tread upon your on his dreams, because he's, you know, he's, he's, he's showing a moment of vulnerability here. Every time, you know, Oliver Twist comes on, it, it, it's his favourite play and his favourite musical, and he tears up at it because it has the most poignant thing, the, the greatest expression of his hopes and desire built into it. And he cannot get through a rendition of Consider Yourself One of Us without tearing up. So, you know, be gentle to him. No. Well, is there a big hat in that or what? Yeah, that, that's like fucking, you know what I mean? That's clearly above all of our heads. Not Brendan's, though. <laughs> it, it, it was just a bit... <laughs> oh, you, have to, you have to get Virgin Galactic for that kind of fucking shit. <laughs> Indeed, it isn't the likes of Digby Jones with his apparently outrageous preference for clear pronunciation who threatens to obliterate accent diversity in the UK. It's this media-driven promotion of phony Thames estuary speak. Researchers from Cambridge and Portsmouth universities 
recently proposed that northern and other accents, <laughs> northern and other, <laughs> could be wiped the out. The two genders. <laughs> could be wiped out in a couple of generations by the unstoppable march of the apparently cool, tea-dropping, G-discarding slack speech of the southeast that is now as dominant in the media as RP English once was. Is Brendan only just discovering that language is descriptive, not prescriptive? Because it feels like that's this is like a revelation that he's just refusing to admit to himself. It's okay, Brendan. Language changes. Yeah. Linguistics yeah. is like it's that. also it's also fucking stupid. Like, let's back up a second. He's saying that the accents in the north and others. Thanks, Brendan. The accents in be- the south. <laughs> you, they come together and they mix them in a barn. Anyway, yeah. and we must um, stop them. But his whole point is that if you if you put Basically, the you know London accent, the lo- London common accent on you know TV is going to wipe out these accents, and it's like, has it occurred to him that for a very long time, received pronunciation was the only fucking accent on the TV, and it didn't um, actually make a dent in yes. Glasgow? No, or no, no. In- it did no, because, him he, um, because he mentioned it earlier on when he was talking about fucking Chomondly Warner. No, but you see, he, he didn't. He, his family didn't have a TV growing up because he was just from poor Irish peasant stock. <laughs> <laughs> which is why, which is why he's right when he says that like Ireland is going to like join us in Brexit heaven, <laughs> and like flip two birds at the EU, because yep. like his family were his family were once peasants or some mm-hmm. shit. Any day, who the fuck says who the fuck says peasant stock? Do you know what I mean? That's like the weirdest fucking phrase I've ever heard in my life. Kind of well, yeah. It's, it's very expressive of people's mindset because the other phrase in which you use stock is tends to be breeding stock, etc. And it's a very rural kind of thing, right? And once upon a time, if you had people who were living in kind of rural backgrounds, particularly the rural gentry, they'd use that kind of expression about stock. But these days, it's only really people affecting that kind of thing that use it. So it tells you, it gives you a glimpse into how he tries to construct his identity. He's making a big his giant soup. fucking forehead. <laughs> See, now that's more our level. (laughs) (laughs) So, we have middle-class people slumming down their speech and working-class people being congratulated for mispronouncing certain words. What a mess. Alex Scott is a very admirable young woman. She achieved great things in women's football, captaining the England team, and is now a warm, engaging sports presenter. It isn't snobbish, however, to pull her up on G-dropping. Everyone should speak clearly, wherever they come from, and whatever accent they have. Thanks, Brendan. Yeah. Brendan O'Neill should just, like, fucking... Do you know what I mean? I was going to say he should get in the sea, but, that, like, his head would just <laughs> fucking be a danger to shipping, wouldn't it? So. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, then he'll be a real boy. <laughs> you know, you tell him to get hit by hammers, but there is no rake long enough to suffice. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, um, just standard. I just thought that was quite a good Brendan article, to be honest, because he had to tie himself up in such a fucking weird position so that he'd be contrarian to everyone he, he was involved. He was writing to a fucking deadline for this, wasn't he? Fuck me. Fully, yeah. Absolutely shat this one out because he'd forgot that he was due to write something. Yeah, I can sympathise, actually. Oh, what now? What now? What is to be done? What is to be done? Well, what is to be done is to round this off with some comment or commentary at. <sighs> a soothing balm of the suffering, separating wound of fucking Brendan's shit. <laughs> just is the, the first going to be that 
Is the twist going to be they all sound like they're from The Spectator, but they're actually from Spiked Online? No, that is not the twist. We'll start off with one with a football analogy, shall we? Oh, can we if, not? If you must. The Labour right are played five, won three, lost two. Oh, the Labour left no. are played five, won zero, lost five. Learn from that. Don't learn from that. To be honest, I no longer care. I, I learned nothing. For what it's that. worth, Blairism was about understanding the country as it was and oh. responding to it. If Go you applied Blairism yourself. now, if you applied Blairism now, you'd get a different policy set to the mid nineties. Comment or commentaria. 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 Yeah. I, I think it's comment, and I'm going to hazard a guess that it's like the Times. Maybe. Okay, that was comment in the Guardian. <clears throat> in the Guardian. Yes. Bloody hell! Their yeah. standards have dropped. Yeah, yeah. Like, they need to get a better, better standard of commenter. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I just, I really liked that one. As like, yes, actually, I think you'll find that Blairism was an entirely reactionary fucking policy making force. What's wrong with that? Pretty much. Jesus. Love it. Nigel Farage is a moderate. He believes that rule from Westminster is better than rule from Brussels which has been standard policy since the Battle of Hastings and a controlled immigration policy for one of the most densely populated country, countries in the world. Comment or commentary? Yeah. Commentary. Yeah, go on, commentary. I, I, I'm nursing an aneurysm, so I can give a fuck, to be honest. <laughs> that was a comment in the Telegraph. Oh, wow, okay. We're really off our game today. I wonder yeah. why. One symbol of this cultural change is the way even ultra-traditional Olympic sports like rowing and modern pentathlon are phasing oh, out old some, school. Is this some cunt mad about the skateboarding? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The traditional fucking the Olympics started in like the early 20th century. Fuck off with traditional. Hmm. I'll start again. One symbol of this cultural change is the way even ultra-traditional Olympic sports like rowing and modern pentathlon are phasing out old-school, excellence-at-all-costs coaches in favour of a new breed of technocrats with a helping of empathy on the side. No, Gone not the, are the, techn leathery not the technocrats. Are, okay, this isn't the skateboarding. This is, uh, this is Simone Biles, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, this yeah. is someone. This is someone mad that we're not allowing the gymnastics coaches to be used for gymnasts anymore. Well, gone basically. are the leathery old trouts rasping disagreeably at impressionable snowflakes, yet extracting uh -huh. superb performances from their charges. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what was going on. That was, what was that's what was going on there, wasn't it? They were rasping at the snowflakes, <laughs> not fucking molesting people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't know if that was a typo or not there, but. Oh, Jesus Ooh. Christ. Yeah. <sighs> Sharply done, David. Uh, commentariat. Yeah, that feels venomous enough to be commentariat. It's, I'm going to say commentariat spiked. Right, okay. No, it, uh, Jamie, do you want to... Uh, it was fucking like a portal to hell that opened up somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. It was Sally Jones in the Telegraph. <laughs> right, last one, eh? I am many things, but not mainstream. I make my own mind up, belong to no political party, never will, 
and examine all problems from a non-political standpoint. I suggest I am not alone. Give it a I go. I suggest I am a perfect sphere. <laughs> Give it a go. Shrug off the baggage of outdated political thinking more suited to the 18th and 19th centuries and let your innate intelligence seek solutions that can ignore the straitjackets of the two main parties. I think I know who this is which and I'm both, very angry. Which both look as though they are on their last legs, philosophically speaking. Comment or commentary at. Uh, right, whoever so, this is, they are, they are euphoric. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, right. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this as comment, David, because mm-hmm. I don't want to grace them with a the title of commentary. Mm-hmm. This is Dominic Cummings, isn't it? Right. Okay. Uh, I feel like it's commentary. Hmm. I think this is Brendan O'Neill wearing like thirty fedoras. <laughs> It feels like I've been seeing a bunch of stuff by Dominic by Dominic Cummings lately, and this feels extremely his shit. So yeah, go on, David. Who is it? It's not that is a comment in the Guardian by Dominic Cummings, perhaps. I mean, fantasize all you like. I don't know. Oh God, no! I'd rather not fantasize about Dominic. Well, Cummings. there you go. Then you brought it on yourself. Uh. Okay, so yeah. Um, note to selves: um, we do not do well at comment or commentary at this late at night. Uh, I mean, to be fair, you did you did get us off, off on the wrong foot by that with that fucking article. <laughs> yeah. It's sat my will to live. I, I'm. Yeah, it's just been a roller coaster of piss tonight. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, yes, but the content was all piss. So <laughs> the content is all piss, and therefore we must drown. Yeah, I mean, if if any of you three, or indeed you, the listener, didn't like this, then tell Rob not to have holidays anymore. If Rob dies up that mountain, we're fucked. <laughs> like that time he like almost did or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, pray, pray for Rob, etc. Right, okay. Let's call it there then. Um, you can catch us on the Patreon. You can find us in the Discord there that you've got access to with the Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash praxiscast. There will be one new episode every month. We've already got two out, if that interests you. If not, um, you can wait for the third one. After that, there's no excuses. There's also shirts to buy. You can get them at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash praxiscast. And I guess we will see you all next week. Good luck, everyone. Cheerio. I'm going back to bed. See ya. (laughs) 